Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, and welcome to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, the owner of Meraki Media Management. The End in Mind is a place where we come to share stories, tips, and strategies of many entrepreneurs, creatives, business owners, and just some people that aren't willing to live the traditional lifestyle. We talk about how to live outside of the box today and how to incorporate what really is important in your life to keep that end goal always in mind. Again, if you would like to reach out to me in any type of way, you can find me on Instagram at Meraki underscore media underscore management. And I hope to hear from you all soon. Thanks so much and enjoy our show. What's up, party people? It's Caitlin here with Meraki Media Management, and I'm super excited to talk about today's topic. I think it'll be very fitting for younger generations, but also older generations. I grew up in the early 2000s, so with having a learning disability, it was I don't want to say normal by any means, but a little bit more normalized for more students at that time when I was going through school. I truthfully do believe that a lot of my experiences through my learning disability and also my childhood gave me some of that strength to be able to take this leap of becoming an entrepreneur a little bit faster than possibly maybe somebody else that may not have gone through the same circumstances that I have myself. So for today's purpose, I want to describe very quickly what a learning disability is and why this was something that really impacted my mental health at the time, which a lot of people in my life maybe didn't understand or they were understanding about it but it wasn't there wasn't much that they could do about it since I really needed the help to get through school. So here's the definition of learning disabilities. Learning disabilities are disorders that affect the ability to understand or use spoken or written language, do mathematical calculations, coordinate movements, or direct attention. So this is the the definition of what a learning disability is. I also had an IEP for any of the people that are in educational system, they know what IEPs are and this was something that I struggled with at a very young age. I've shared with my audience many times on my Instagram page as well that 
I was not actually able to read until I was in about fifth grade, I believe, possibly maybe even after that. I had a very hard time with reading comprehension and that was because a lot of things were going on at home that I wasn't able to really sit down and focus on a project and focus on what I was reading so that I could go and write you know a long paragraph about it later that wasn't really an opportunity for me at that time in my childhood so I got the IEP What does this mean for young students that maybe haven't experienced this before? What this meant for my school specifically was that we had to reach a certain benchmark or criteria to basically move on through schooling. So when you don't meet that criteria, that's when the learning disability conversation comes into play. IEPs come into play. If you've ever heard of No Child Left Behind, that was a large portion of when I was going through the schooling in my area. And I don't want to get into all of the politics of the schooling industry and educational systems. Obviously, you all can probably tell by this topic my feelings on them and I believe that there's a better way to educate a lot of young creatives and different types of people that may just not gravitate towards that type of learning. So that's really why I wanted to bring up this topic today because entrepreneurship actually filled that void for me. So when I went all throughout college, all throughout school, I had my IEP until I was in high school. And at that time, I really wanted to remember remove my IEP from my learning situation and from my file. So I wanted it to be removed before I got into college. This was something that I really put a lot of pride in myself for. I remember the shame behind having a learning disability was very hard for me to bear. I was one of the only women um, or young ladies in the learning disability rooms. So most of the time I was the only young girl um, amongst a lot of young other great men but they just I didn't have any girlfriends in the room so that was really hard for me growing up a lot of my classes were separate from my classmates so I had a really hard time getting social and having my social skills with a lot of friends that I had as well so it just impacted a lot on my life that probably a lot of people wouldn't even understand if they weren't going through it. So that's why I want to share this topic. And as I'm going through school, you know, I am definitely feeling a little bit alienated from my colleagues. I'm also an only child, so it's not like when I go home, I have a ton of siblings to hang out with and I'm getting a lot of social interaction from other people my age. When I come home, most of the time, if I wasn't hanging out with my neighborhood friends, I was by myself. So that's why schooling was so important for me at that age, but it's also a large reason why I didn't want to go to school. So this really turned me off from school, from education entirely at a very young age. I hated reading. I hated any type of spelling. I'm a terrible speller. Like I said, again, if you follow me on Instagram, you probably already know that. Um, We are so anti-shaming on the spelling game because everybody makes mistakes and we're all humans. With this whole learning disability, it has really shaped me and made me approach my brand, approach people, approach conversations, approach social settings, and pick 
pick up on these different energies that others may be feeling because I know what that felt like at one time. So when I tap into my emotions, it's easier for me to connect that emotion to maybe that certain situation that probably happened in my childhood and how can I continue to help others that might be struggling as well they do feel like limiting beliefs it almost feels like a ball and chain sitting around your ankle that's how I thought of this IEP especially when I was getting ready to go off to college I did not want to have this cloud hanging over my head of well you only got into that school because you have an IEP that was how I saw it at the time so I had worked very hard. We completely eliminated my IEP before I had applied to colleges. So I was very excited about this. And once I took the leap and actually got into JMU for the first time in my life, I felt like my academia had gotten me there without anyone else, without the help or a crutch of an IEP or, you know, extra time on my test or even having someone sit in on my test and read the test to me out loud, right? This was all different things that they do with children that struggle with learning disabilities. So I didn't want any of that. I wanted to feel normal. I wanted to come into a classroom in college, sit down with all of my friends and be able to take the text amongst all of them. And looking back now, I probably could have really used the IEP because the only thing it would have done for me was actually remove me from the testing area and allow me to take the test somewhere else, which probably would have been helpful in college. But this was a pride thing. I really, really wanted this since I was very young to be able to sit in a classroom with all my peers and take a test and feel like I'm going to knock it out of the park. So once I was able to do that and once I saw that an institution believed in me and believed in me without my IEP, I started to believe in myself and it gave me this fire under my tush. It really helped me and a little known fact as well, with JMU, I actually was on the wait list. So I did not get in. I probably got in JMU 2018 right on this date. So I'm recording this on April 29th. I think I literally got in this day that year when I got into college because I was waitlisted. So I had waited a few months to hear back from them. And once I got in, it was this full sigh of relief. Like, I was getting to go to this new location, this school that I wanted to go to so badly. They believed in me and my academia level and they saw how much I wanted to go there. I called them every single day to tell them how much I wanted to go to JMU. It was very important to me. And when the administration office actually called me, this happens to be my birthday week as well. So I got in on my birthday week. It was a huge deal. I will never forget that day. It's literally making me choked up thinking about it. So huge accomplishment. As you go through life, certain situations are placed in front of you. And I see a lot of my peers, my colleagues tackle them head on and they're extremely successful doing them, right? These challenges that are placed in front of us, a lot of us are able to overcome. But do we ever sit back and think about 
actually the road that got us there. So are you able to go back and say, wow, that did really make me feel crappy when I didn't get that job, but I got this job in the end and it ended up being such a better fit for me. And when you look back on that story, how does that story shape you and who you want to be as an entrepreneur or as whatever line of work you may be in, or maybe just as a human being, how do those experiences shape who you are now? And how do they create these ideologies and standpoints that you hold yourself accountable to? So we may even call these, you know, brand values. So how do you want to encompass this brand because when you have a personal brand it's a part of your lifestyle so that it really is one with you like for example a few years ago when I started the business right off the bat I got this great speaking opportunity down in the Microsoft room in King of Prussia so fantastic so thankful for everyone that was a part of that shout out if any of you are listening thank you thank you thank you to all of you so I have this great gig I I'm so excited. It's my first real big speaking opportunity. And they actually referred to me as Meraki, which is my business name instead of Caitlin. And I said, you know, I really appreciate that because that just means that the brand is falling in alignment with myself. And so much so that some people actually thought that was my name, which was actually super exciting for me because there's no separation from me and the brand in my mind. It is a part of my lifestyle. That's how we approach work. That's how we approach life. So it's all the same. And the fact that people were already starting to see that and it came out through their own rhetoric just as we were talking, really great coming home for me and just a great way to kind of round out the brand. So when you're thinking about these brand values, What do you want people to think about when your brand pops into their head? So for me, with this learning disability, I really want them to feel valued and feel important and feel appreciated all the time wherever they are currently at. So even with clients that might not be a great fit for me, I'm a very reassuring person. I give advice that helps people move the needle, but I also am encouraging them because in this space of of entrepreneurship and in this space of life, honestly, we are faced with a lot of challenges, but a lot of feedback that may have a negative impact on who we are. For example, when I'm thinking about going back to this room and thinking about me reading and struggling with reading, how many times did I hear from, you know, college professors, teachers, Caitlin, you have no idea how to put a sentence together or you have no clue how to even write in the correct fashion. This doesn't make any sense. You have to completely restart. I heard that those words over and over and over again, even in college after I got to JMU. It was really hard to hear. It's not easy to hear that information, but with that information, I was able to still grow. So that's why I'm all about reassuring and helping people get there instead of saying no 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 negative 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 we always follow up with here's a way that we can help you fix that or here's a connect that might be able to help you alleviate that problem and problem solving so that is the way we
we approach life and that's the way I approached my life since I was very young. It's kind of just an instinct of mine, like most people, but they don't always sometimes make that come across in the words that they're using. So when I got to JMU and I was undecided for, I think about two years, I had no clue what I wanted to do with my life. I ended up settling with my major, which was public relations in the communication school at James Madison University. And then I also got a minor in writing, rhetoric, and technical communication. When this minor actually came out, I didn't think that I could even qualify to become in this minor. I thought, you know, my writing is bad. I'm terrible at grammar. I don't even know how I'm going to make it in PR because I'm terrible at grammar. I've been told that my entire life that I have no clue how to put a sentence together or sometimes even spell words because it's just not my thing. So why would I ever want a minor in writing and rhetoric when I went to a few of my professors at the time and was chatting it through with them, similar to my family members as well, they made me think about it in a way that I could possibly grow and learn from being in a writing rhetoric and technical communications class and push myself outside of my comfort zone and let me tell you these courses were some of my hands down favorite courses I have ever taken I met some of my favorite professors throughout this program I learned more about people and how to approach people through writing and really all of the skills that I've learned in that minor I have incorporated almost every day into what we do here at Meraki Media because writing is so complicated and it doesn't have to always look one way so when I would be in language arts class and you know sitting in the back of the room in the back of the small classroom I would be learning about these different poets like, you know, Shakespeare and all of these different poets that don't use any type of grammar rules. This gave me the idea that it was possible if I could change my approach and think about myself differently, maybe I could approach my writing with no rules and not have, you know, the extreme language arts and certain clauses being put together and periods and semicolons and apostrophes and commas all in the exact place that they have to be. What if I could play around with it in a different way and approach it in a sense that felt right for me and also drove my goals forward? So I just pulled up a few. So E.E. Cummings is one of a great famous author that doesn't overuse punctuation Cummings signs his name in lowercase and was actually a gesture of humility. In writing a lowercase i was an expression of unimportance of the poet and the poem himself. So all of these pieces of writing had so much bigger of an impact than many other people even understood at the time. And that kind of made me think, wow, if I can help other business owners write for themselves and write to their client in a way where there is no rules and it's social media so it can be fun and it can be creative and it can look different and it doesn't have to be perfectly buttoned up in every single sense 
why wouldn't I go for it? All of these little seeds were being planted along my route of education and different types of avenues that I was taking as a young college student. Of course, every young college student's dream job is to be a social media manager. It's something most college students strive for right now. If you are a college student and currently striving to be a social media manager, I want you to take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram, send it to me on your story and let me know if that's a goal of yours because it's 100% doable and you can make this happen for yourself. That's why I'm sharing this story because anyone can do this for themselves. It's just about being able to put yourself to that level so that you're outside of your comfort zone and you're able to figure out this is exactly what I want and this is how I'm going to make it happen. I have this idea. I want to be this social media manager, but I don't tell anyone because I have no clue how I'm going to make it happen. I end up graduating college. I'm sitting here staring at my diploma right now. Very proud moment for me again. I, with having this learning disability, with coming from a family that definitely had college education, but didn't have a four-year degree in my immediate family, neither of my parents, it was so important for me that I could do that for myself, despite being told my entire life that I couldn't. I get this degree, I have no clue what I want to do again, still have no clue, but I have this idea of social media manager So I end up applying for some local jobs in my area out here in the greater Philly area. And I end up getting a job with a local nonprofit here. And their mission is right on target for me. It really says a lot about what I've been through in my life. And it made sense for me to jump headfirst into this opportunity. So I did exactly that. And I helped them with community outreach engagement. I helped them create different types of campaigns. I actually was given a campaign, the idea, the bones, um, the participants, and the branding. And I was asked to run with one of these new campaigns that they were launching that year for the first year. I was sick to my stomach, so nervous. I've shared this story a few times as well. And I ended up growing their Instagram following from 18,000 followers to 500,000 followers in under a month through that campaign, through all of the efforts that we had done prior through research and outreach and all of the things. And I literally was proving to myself like the universe was telling me there is no denying that this is what you're supposed to do. You have a knack for this. You're good at communicating with people. You can speak to people in the right way. And as all of these followers are coming in on their page and I'm shouting them back out, Instagram is an ego-driven app, so I knew that if I was ego-boosting, it would come back to them, but it also felt good. Like I wasn't just ego-boosting, ego-boost them to make them reshare. I was ego-boosting them because I actually was really thankful that they were participating in the campaign and that was the energy that I was coming from and that radiated. It had expanded to so many people, famous 
people all over the planet, honestly. Just a really great experience. Again, no denying that I was meant to do this. And that was really what it took for me to be almost shooken to my boots. Like, you have to take this leap, Caitlin. If you don't take this leap now, you could miss this opportunity forever. And then you'll look back on it for the rest of your life wishing that you took it. That was exactly what I did. I took the opportunity. I went to Europe with my boyfriend. I sat on it. I thought about it. I thought about a way that I could make it marketable, that I could make it profitable, that I could package it. And I had a lot of help along the way. Again, thank you all so much for all of your help. Even just by listening to this podcast, you're supporting us. So we appreciate you more than anything. And now I'm sitting here in my new home. We've been here now for a year, almost a year and a half now. And we're feeling great we're feeling like we've hit the mark and it's so exciting in entrepreneurship when you've realized that you are working in a profitable field and that the profitability is coming across for your client as well especially when you work in a service-based business and I see them being successful in return it's making me feel successful seeing them as other small business owners have more success you know the more small business that we can support the better small business gets as a whole and that's what we believe in here at Meraki Media that's one of our biggest passions as much as I could look back on this learning disability and think negatively and think about all of those terrible times of me you know crying in the bathroom trying to figure out how to finish this math equation before I get in trouble and different types of things that just happened to me over the years I could focus on that or I could focus on that that was the journey that got me here and that is what the end in mind is all about so I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast again if you did I would really appreciate it if you don't mind leaving a review for us on this platform that would be fantastic if you're unsure how to leave a review you can go to google and figure out how to leave one below I actually wanted to pull up a review today to share with you all we had some really great reviews reviews come out within our first couple episodes and I think it's important to share them with you guys so you can see you know what type of people may want to listen so here's one this is from Kelly Conlin Caitlin is a true leader and such an inspiration this podcast will for sure help my business and myself looking forward to growth both with you and this podcast Thank you so much, Kelly. You're so special and we appreciate you. We appreciate you listening in and we appreciate you taking some time to leave a review. I cannot stress enough how much these reviews help me create more content for you all. So even if you have content ideas, drop them in the reviews, send me a DM, make sure that I reply back in some way so that I know that the um, topic is up and coming and I can work it in for us. But any topics that you all are looking for, please reach out to me. We also offer free coaching through our DMs. So if you are struggling with your business Instagram account and need some advice, 
pop over to Instagram. You can find me at Meraki underscore media underscore management and send me any questions that you have. It's me in the DM so I will get back to you guys and I appreciate all of your time today. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to The End in Mind. I would like to remind you all, if you haven't yet reached out to me on Instagram, we are at Meraki underscore media underscore management. It will be in our show notes as well. If you would like to reach out to me, we always offer free coaching through Instagram based around our Instagram training and our business Instagram practices. If you need any type of support, please do not hesitate to reach out to me there. And we also offer several different types of consulting and training packages if you're looking for a little bit more in-depth tips. So thank you all for listening in. And of course, I want you all to keep the end in mind as you continue with your day and or work week. Have a great week and I will see you all next time. Hey everybody, I'm Chris Fafalius and I'm the producer of Krista Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can check out our website at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality.